Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAF. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you for up to the top of the hour. And here with us for this show, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. Also, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. You can reach them at their fairly new number, 844-411-TEAM. My son, Greg, who does our marketing, photography, and most recently, looking under our truck to find out what happened to our catalytic converter, uh, is joining us as well. Thank you all, gentlemen, for being here. Good morning. Yep. I kind of gave away, interesting, we got hit, our our moving truck, which we give to all of our clients, well, at least up until this past week, to use free of charge. Uh, the truck's catalytic converter was um, ripped off, or I should take, say stolen, don't we want? Anyway, so we're working on that. So there'll be a delay for our clients for the next couple of days or weeks until we get that catalytic converter back or attached. The question is what happens, what do you do once you've, uh, replaced it how do you prevent it from happening again and we're thinking video cameras trained on the truck with movement what craig? what craig i was saying get somebody that's good at welding to get in there and kind of create a, a secondary third roll cage around there to yeah that might that, be that, that yeah, that might yeah you're we got feedback coming back you're in the car right now heading back from uh, yeah, yeah. some work we got going so all right let's move right into this because we got a lot of stuff going on and we got questions coming in this is one of our covid shows it has been for the past year we're doing it from our homes, our offices, and Brad's location today is not even in the state because he's on assignment. Where are you? Do you want to? A little, little further south. I'm in Central Florida. Okay, good. Ah. This is this is a family trip. Yeah, yeah. At uh, at my at my dad's house. Good. You broke up there. You're at your dad's house, Central yeah. Florida, and yep. you'll be you'll be isolating when you come back, as per CDC guidelines. Uh, we are. Uh, we we have shots in us. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. So we're quarantining good. together down here. Don't, don't get involved with anyone else in Florida. Got to stay love away that. from them. But. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yep. We got to get those shots out. All right. So let's start uh, with a question. So we're, my point in telling you all this about our COVID show is that we're doing it via Zoom. We record it on Zoom. We rebroadcast it to uh, YouTube. And you can go to our root, YouTube root broadcast by typing in LouisvilleAnswers.com. And that will take you to all of our shows, including this one, if you want to see a replay of the show. Now, this, uh, so what the reason we're telling you that is because we're taking our questions via email instead of phone calls because we're limited on production ability while we're in the COVID mode. So, Chuck, this one comes in received from a listener who has a rental property. Apparently, last year, the renter showed a tax return indicating their income was above 10000 a month. The caller rented the home to the person so um the, the let's call him bill i don't know who the person's name is but bill rented the home to the person after COVID hit the renter stopped paying and so the owner took the renter to court of course we're dealing with the covid guidelines and uh, the was claiming the renter that her income had been cut or eliminated the owner suspects the renter is using COVID as an excuse not to pay what options does this bill, if that's the name, and or any other uh, home owner who's got it rented um, have at this point with COVID? Well, this one, I think what you're going at is the uh, CDC moratorium, uh, where if you state that uh, 
your income has been affected and you can't pay and you're doing the best you can to try and make partial payments. Uh, that keeps uh, the eviction for lack of payment uh, in check. However, that runs out at the end of this month. Uh, yeah. So what everybody's doing is uh, if they have a situation like that, they're going ahead and they're filing the action. Uh, it's going to get kicked automatically. No, no earlier than April 7, which is past the date of the moratorium. And then it just falls under the normal uh, scenario, which is still kind of messed up, but uh, is along the lines of uh, if it's uh, any kind of a CARES Act mortgage, federal uh, backed mortgage or anything like that, you have to give them a 30 day notice uh, before you can evict for non-payment. If uh, it's just straight up uh, cash, don't have any mortgage on it, uh, then you can do the normal seven day letter. But then once you get in court, there's a, a bunch of governmental entities uh, to whom you can apply for funds. And they'll go back, uh, I think, all the way to April mm -hmm. uh, for back rent and then forward three months. Um, and if they do that, then you have to indicate that you're going to take the money and, and, uh, you know, go by a different set of, uh, timelines, but you get your money. Uh, so that's a good thing. And if they don't apply to that, then it just moves on as the court moves on. Do all homeowners or property owners who own property, rental property, know about being able to take them to court at this point and, and get caught up or at least, uh, get some money uh, in advance? Well, um, I don't know what they know or don't know. I just yeah. know it's out there. Okay. Um, if, if you call one of the attorneys here in town that do evictions, uh, they're they're up on it. Uh, it is a nightmare doing the Zoom calls and waiting in the room. And and uh, I've heard horror stories about how uh, the, the paperwork will send you to one waiting room on Zoom uh, hmm. when it's actually in a separate waiting room. Uh, so, but, right. you know, it's getting done. Uh, it, but uh, it is it is definitely put uh, it's definitely put the landlord even further behind the eight ball than they were originally. Yeah. And if you want more information from Chuck, we'll be giving out his uh, phone number in a little bit. You can reach out to him. I'm sure he'll be able to help you. By the way, if you want to see what the sellers are saying about us as a real estate team, because we are desperately looking for homes to list and sell. We had a number of homes go on the market this past week. We're starting to see a lot of potential sellers come out of the woodwork, so to speak, to want to get their home on the market, but you can reach me anytime at three, seven, six, five, four, eight, three. And on your computer, go to Louisville sellers, talk.com to see what they're saying about us. So here comes my phone again already. No, you're going to have to wait until after the show. And then you could also go to Louisvillezillow.com as another way to learn about what people are doing and saying about us to get our reviews. Some uh, news uh, making news in our area, a Louisville home builder, is proposing a new Louisville area subdivision. This is good news because as we need a lot of homes uh, to make up the surplus that's uh, really missing, an emerging home builder in Louisville uh, is constructing its first Shelby County development and has provided more details on an East Louisville project that it has in the works. This is coming from Business First this past week. Indianapolis-based Arbor Homes is said on Tuesday that it's constructing 358 homes on Old Heritage uh, neighborhood in Shelby County. So that is some, some good news making its way. On a bad news note, mortgage rates are starting to rise again, as we mentioned the past couple of weeks, 3%. Uh, and then 3.02% this past week. So it kind of gives you an idea of what's going on uh, in the uh, real estate world. More coming up on that a little bit later. Back to the questions that we have coming in. You can reach me with uh, questions on email, uh, bob at we sell louisville .com. 
Uh, Brad, Sammy is asking, what is a GFCI outlet? He said he's selling his home. He was told his GFCI outlets are not working. How would you describe the need for those? Okay, well, what a GFCI outlet is, is it is an outlet that protects the person from shock in case the ground faults. Literally, it decides to take a different path. Mm -hmm. So these GFC outlets have been common on exteriors of homes um, and in bathrooms and garages since the 70s, uh, but their use expanded um, into kitchens um, and crawl spaces and basements and anywhere that you have any potential for contact with water. Uh, what this is, is these are those outlets that have the, the test buttons on them. Typically they're red and black, or they'll say, you'll have a button that says test, and you'll have another button that says reset. You're gonna find them though near, near a sink. You're gonna find them anywhere that you could have water. But what they do is they protect the person uh, from uh, an extended shock. Um, if by chance the wiring is faulty and say they're using a blow dryer in a bathroom, they contact water uh, and rather than it, the electricity flowing through the person looking for the ground to go back to the station where the uh, power is generated, uh, there's a sensor inside the GFCI that will trigger it and, and cut the power off immediately. So there may be a, a, a small shock to the person, but it's not an extensive one. Um, so if they're not working, if you punch the, uh, the test button and you're unable to reset it, then it just simply needs to be replaced. These are relatively simple to replace. Uh, a homeowner, a handyman can do it. Uh, if they're in, in line, if they're at the end of a line or they're, they're, they're part of um, another loop circuit, then you probably want an electrician to come out and take a look. But, you know, GFCI, the outlet itself is probably you know, less than 20 bucks at your local hardware store, relatively straightforward to, uh, uh, to put in. There's also another uh, product called an arc fault. Uh, mm -hmm. These we find in uh, bedrooms of new homes. Uh, arc faults are to prevent fires from happening, uh, particularly, you know, then back in the seventies and eighties when kids pajamas uh, were found to be somewhat flammable, uh, arc fault came in. So those arc faults typically you're going to find actually in the electrical panel. Um, GFCIs you're typically going to find there at the outlet itself. Uh, so they're a little bit different. GFCI protects the person, arc fault protects the uh, property from, from a fire hazard. But uh, not all homes have to have a GFCI no. if it was built before what year? Well, but they started in this in the early 70s, I think 75, 76 for um, bathrooms. Mm -hmm. But the there's always going to be a safety recommendation that they be converted to ground fault. And again, it's very simple. The the outlets themselves are inexpensive. I, you know, home inspectors are going to write those up. If there is a outlet within six feet of a sink, uh, we're going to note on there that that is a that is, that's a safety defect, a safety hazard. And but it's again straightforward. Uh, fix. But I should point out that if we as listing agents get a repair request that includes GFCI and the house was built prior to the code going into effect, we would respond that that would be considered an upgrade, upgrade. and that the uh, seller would be, built, be willing to do that, but it's going to be at the buyer's expense. So that would be a legitimate yep. response. I should sure. point out that this also makes an important point for uh, homeowners who are going to sell 
having a pre-inspection done because if Brad and his team or any home inspector finds that there's a GFCI that's not working or that maybe you want to put one in in an area, they'll point that out. You can do it yourself, as he pointed out, and it would cost you a whole lot less. I think they're about 13 bucks at the big box stores, right? Yeah, the, the brand name ones are less than 20 for sure. Okay. Yes. And then you can do that yourself. Otherwise, I've seen electricians charge as much as $75 per uh, change out of a GFCI. So it's worth it to get the inspection and know what you're up against and to do the things yourself, which brings us to next week's subject on the show, how to prepare your house for a winning sale this coming spring. That's next week. All right, Chuck, I've got this uh, question. This is uh, actually was just told to me a couple of days ago. Jamie apparently sold her condo. The condo did not have water problems in the yard in the rear. Now, apparently, it does have water problems in the rear. The buyers are coming after Jamie. They want to take her to court and or possibly sue her and skip mediation and go directly to arbitration. Any thoughts for anybody who encounters a problem where they've sold a house and a buyer wants to go after the seller for something the seller says they had no knowledge of prior to selling? Well, uh, again, it's uh, what did you know? What did you uh, what should you have reasonably known? Um, so it's kind of hard to prove a negative. I can't prove what I didn't know. Okay. You have to if you're the one coming after me, you've got to prove that I did. Uh, so it's it's not anything you can really defend against. You, like I said, I've always said you can sue anybody for anything. The question is, will you win on it? Mm -hmm. Now, with the uh, mediation arbitration clause, uh, that's uh, in the contract. They've got to go through that unless it's for less money than what uh, the uh, the limit of small claims court is. So we're talking about less than twenty five hundred dollars. Apparently, they don't want to. What I've been told is they don't want to do small claims. They want to go to arbitration. But more importantly, the homeowner association is supposed to take uh action and they're the ones who are responsible for yeah. the rear yard yet they haven't responded so the buyers yeah. are going after the former owner yeah um that that doesn't sound like a, a winning combination to me if it's an hoa uh item yep. okay and i don't yep. know if it is or isn't uh because hoas can be different along those lines uh, and different uh, HOA boards can have a different interpretation of, of what a limited common element is. But when it comes right down to it, uh, if you try and go after somebody for an HOA issue, well, you know, that's, uh, that's going to fall on the HOA. They're going to get brought into it one way or another. If the, if the buyer doesn't bring them in, well, the seller sure will. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to have to deal with it at some point. And then you just have to argue back and forth. Is it an HOA issue? Is it not an HOA issue? Got it. Got it. So they may get brought in the seller, but it may end up being an HOA issue problem. Yeah, absolutely. Who ends so up paying the I, fees I, for that at that point? Does the, does the seller pay a fee or no? Uh, well, it depends uh, on, you know, if, if it looks like something was brought without any justification, uh, it's going to, you know, there's a chance that the person who brought it without justification uh, will have to put the bill for everything. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, good to know. We're going to take a break. We come back. Some uh, information coming up about Chip and Joanna Gaines. Yeah, they're back, but they're also trying a controversial move. We'll tell you about that. The phone number for Chuck Crosby, who you've been hearing talk about a variety of things, uh, to talk to him in person, because I will tell you, he does a lot of work, including great closings. You can reach him at 499-6360. Also, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service at 844-411-TEAM. And they come in as a team. They're veterans for the most part, and they do an incredible job. They're the number one home team inspection service for the sixth year in a row here in the United States. So we thank them. Also, uh, my son Greg, who does our marketing, photography, and so much more. And you can reach me anytime at 376 5483. We're back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. 6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, Kentuckiana's largest inspection company and the number one home team inspection service in the nation. Our unique team approach makes us fast. Multiple inspectors means efficiency. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, are trusted. We perform thousands of home inspections in Louisville and Southern Indiana each year. We're accurate. The team approach means multiple sets of eyes and overlapping duties. Fast, trusted, accurate. That's your home team advantage. In the real estate market, sellers and buyers have great expectations. And as a real estate agent, you take pride in fulfilling them. But some things are beyond your control. So what can you do? Choose Home Warranty of America's 13-month plans. HWA plans cover the home buyer against any breakdowns or repairs, keeping you and your clients safe from any covered claims. We offer comprehensive plans with competitive pricing, and our dedicated team will work with you every step of the way. To learn more, contact HWA today. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. I'm constantly asked by news sources how to best navigate today's real estate market. I call the brightest agents in the business to get their input. Hi, Bob. What's going on in Louisville? Hi, Barbara. The Louisville real estate market is hotter than we've ever seen it. I'm so happy to hear that. With our exclusive marketing plan, we can get sellers top dollar right now. Get the best advice from my friend, Bob Sekoler. Go to WeSellLouisville.com. Be safe and smart. News Radio 840 WHAS. Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show. We're here with you to the top of the hour. Of course, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Services, with us, 844-411-TEAM. And then also Chuck Crosby, Crosby Law Offices, does a great closings, 499-6360. My son, Greg, who does our marketing, our photography, and so much more. And he's been busy trying to get uh, replacements for our catalytic converter on our moving truck, which was unceremoniously removed in the middle of the night, apparently, in the past week or so. And you can reach me, Bob Sekolder, 376-5483. Everyone's pretty much familiar with the Chip and Joanna Gaines. They Mm -hmm. uh, are back on TV, and they have plenty of home trends. They've seen them come and go. They're part of it. They do it. Latest episode of their new show, Fixer Upper Welcome Home, 
they highlight one particular upgrade that in uh, Chip's words is downright controversial in the episode. And I think they're, it's on the new, one of the new networks. That's it's one of, I think it's discovery plus discovery plus yeah. one of the pluses, the pluses that are out there in the new episode, planting roots in Waco chip and Joan, you're going to appreciate this. Greg uh, are aiming to remodel the home of one of their employees, John, who moved from New York city to Waco, Texas. Boy, is that a culture shock in order to work with this famous couple. Now he's decided to settle down. He bought a Texas home, which he has paid uh, whatever the dollar was. He's got a $75,000 renovation budget. But here's the controversial part. When they saw the home, they were impressed, Chip and Joanna, and they were thinking about painting the old brick white. John wanted that. So for all of us here at, uh, in Louisville, and this includes me because when I bought the house that I'm in currently now, I was considering painting it, whether it was a white or a gray or whatever color. And then I started thinking about it. And for anyone who's thinking about painting their home, uh, think about this. Now, it gives you a little more insulation, Brad. I think it gives you a little bit more. Not much? No? No, I don't think okay. so. Not, okay. But it can really uh, deter from buyers purchasing because they want the brick. They want that established-looking brick feel. And that's what Chip and Jana, uh, Joanna actually advised John. They said, don't do it because we'll make it look good. But if you paint it, you actually lose value. So my suggestion to all of you who potentially might want to uh, paint your home, because I had that same feeling at one point, don't, because you'll lose value in it. All right. Back to the questions that we've got coming in. Bob at WeSellLouisville.com to get your questions to us, by the way. I would normally say if you're one of our clients, we would lend, loan you out our moving truck, which is right now in need of catalytic converters. So we're waiting to get that in. So if you know where to get one, give yep. Bob a call, because apparently he passive aggressively asked me to look for him, and I'm not sure where to find him either. No, I've already, <laughs> I, we've already made some calls. We called, called four dealerships. We're just trying to find it's out. It's a moving truck. It's tough. We'll get it fixed. Though. I, I was going to say, yeah. according to Brad, is, don't all I need is a hacksaw and a, a skateboard? <laughs> Sounds and yet, like it. Yeah. And, and find another truck that looks like ours and get it. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I got you. I can just see a dime a dozen getting written up in the headlines. Um, this is coming in for uh, for Chuck. Johnny fell in love with a home on the south side of Louisville and moving forward with buying it. They're scheduled to close last week, he and his wife. But uh, while riding past the house a couple of days ago, they realized that some of the neighbors have cars and trucks in the yard and they're not so thrilled with that yard now i've seen that i mean i can understand that yeah. can they back out of the contract not for that yeah not any, at this point no work, what would you as an attorney advise johnny in terms of what he faces if he decides not to attend the closing okay well there's a couple of different things that can happen uh first off if you've uh if if you've got this thing going and you just walk away as a buyer, yeah. uh, first off, you're going to be responsible uh, for damages. What are damages? Well, uh, between you and the seller, uh, the seller is going to go ahead and sell the property again. If it sells for less than the difference between your price and the next price, assuming that you know there's no hanky-panky going on, um, the difference between the new price and the uh, old price uh, is is damage and that's what they can go after secondly if i were a realtor i would strongly think about uh, my damages uh, and going after them for commission uh and you know there's always the ever popular uh, 
hey, we'll we'll sue you to perform, but that's not going to work. I I can't say as I've seen that happen on a residential property in in ever. <laughs> for that. Yeah. But uh, it's it's the damages that, that you're going to be looking at and they can get extensive. And by that, you mean commissions, uh, commissions the difference in price and, yeah. and the difference in price. Price and any other, even attorney right. fees maybe? Yeah, yeah well, uh, not so much. You know, yeah. yeah, you've got to agree to pay attorney's fees for you to be able to collect them or you have to act uh, uh, egregiously like we were talking about before. If, if I have no claim and I bring it, uh, it's a possibility you can get some fees out of that. But uh, the uh, uh, in this market, I, you, you just never know. I mean, the next people that come along may, you know, really lowball the thing. Yeah. And, uh, and you're on the hook as yeah. Johnny B alert, alerted to that. Yeah. Right, but but yeah. definitely commission. That That yeah. is, in my mind, where the biggest pain would probably be felt. Let's move forward. Uh, there's an appliance shortage. I'm not sure if any of you heard about this. Greg, you didn't have any delays in the house that you built with appliances. Yeah, we, oh, well, we were we were on top, but we're seeing a lot of that here in, in, in this neck of the woods with the new construction and, you know. Furniture yeah, as well. Yeah, homeowners have been rushing to remodel and build, as well as uh, uh, wash during the pandemic. That's taken a toll on an appliance availability. Washers and dryers, refrigerators, and many other household appliances are in common demand and in short supply. In fact, nearly ninety percent of home builders are reporting having trouble getting appliances for their new homes. Hence, the question that goes to, I guess, Brad coming off of uh, our email uh, uh sophia is getting ready to buy her first home and she wants to make sure she has her budget zeroed in and so she's thinking about new appliances if she can find them as based on what we just told you so things like washer and dryer refrigerator dishwasher and other things how long will they last what was what's the average lifespan for those so on the washers and dryers, we always say that they're going to be about 15 years uh, for those with, with normal usage. You're certainly going to find plenty that are significantly older than that. A refrigerator, um, most of them, and there's some models that are a little different than others, but a refrigerator should be you know, roughly uh, 10, 12 years. Mm -hmm. uh, dishwasher, probably 8 to 10. Um, a stove, uh, it's going to probably be in that uh, 15 year range. So, you know, she can probably take those, you know, a little bit at a time, um, you know, had, had an appliance here and an appliance there as uh, she's able, but she probably had to target the oldest uh, appliances, the ones that are most frequently used. And the refrigerators are the ones that are commonly replaced sooner just because there's a bigger risk if they fail uh, of losing something versus, you know, a, a, your washer that goes out. And you, you can't run a load of clothes. You don't lose, you know, hundreds yeah. of dollars worth of meat yeah. and produce. Yeah. And just taking effect, what we just mentioned, the, this delay to build in some pad time to order ahead of time. So you're not stressed out waiting it for, for it to uh, arrive, the items to uh, arrive. And on that note, uh, one other question for Chuck Crosby. This is come, coming from Ed, who is buying a house and told his agent that the uh, washer and dryer are mine since they are attached to the home via hose and electrical cord. The agent says they're not included. So Ed says, well, because that's attached by an electrical cord and a hose, the washer and dryer, this is kind of our washer and dryer segment, the washer yeah. and dryer stay with the house. He wants them. 
and the seller doesn't want to sell them or doesn't want to give them to the, the buyer on uh, your terms elect legally at this point, Chuck, who's right? Bob has been giving me easy questions. Quick okay, one good. Word answers. He's, wrong. he's just wrong. Yep. Wrong. Yep. Yeah. He's just okay. wrong. I wanted to give him but that wrong. Wrong. <laughs> so, and, and explain it if you would, Chuck. So even though it's well, attached a by fixture, an electrical. A yeah. fixture stays. A fixture stays. That's something that's permanently affixed. Things okay. screw. Uh, something of that nature into uh, the wall, not a, not a hose bib that's yeah, screwed, yeah, not a, not yeah. a, yeah, you can detach it and not leave damage. That's not even close. All right. Let me uh, play. Not to mention your, your contract, uh, mentions that sort of thing. Uh, so okay. I'll play yeah, devil's just, advocate. So a mirror in a bathroom that's screwed to the wall, it's just a screw and you, yeah, could, that's, but that was a fixture. You take that a, away and there's the whole nothing there. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's yeah. a fixture. One, one quick PSA on that. Remember, yeah. too, on electric dryers, all of the pigtails are different. So when you go to buy a new dryer, make sure you know what type of pigtail you need for the outlet that you have there. The hardware store will, will sell you the right pigtail. You just need to know which one to get uh, when you buy that new dryer. I think you're talking about the electrical outlet that the yes. dryer the plug, plugs into. The pigtail that plugs it, the plug that pigtails yeah. onto that, the end. That's of the... a really good point. So what I would suggest then is take a picture of the socket that it's going to go into. Yes. So you can show the person at the store, Hey, this is yeah. what it looks like. And I want to get this one. Yeah. Save yourself a trip. Oh boy. No kidding. All right. We are out of time, but we had a lot of questions in Chuck's terminology, easy questions. Well, I would, easy. I would much wow. rather have easy questions than tough ones. Uh, my, my thanks to Chuck Crosby, the Crosby law offices at four, nine, nine, six, three, six, zero. Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service, 844-411-TEAM. My son, Greg, does the marketing photography and catalytic converter finding. <laughs> and you can reach me anytime, day or night, because we do need, we really do need homes to list and sell. And you can reach me on my cell phone, 376-5483. We are out of time. Thank you all for being here. See you next Sunday right here on News Radio 840. WHAS.